Here we go. All right. Welcome back to the podcast no one's going to listen to. We have not been on the air for quite some time, and the blame is 100% on me. Uh, COVID ended, and I had to go back to work. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't had time to sit down and record any podcasts and uh, get them posted online. But now we are back, and let's give this another go. Hopefully you didn't miss us too much. Of course, since this is a podcast no one's going to listen to, nobody really missed us. (laughs) But I hope you're all doing well for those who are listening to us. And, okay, today's topic, speaking of business, today's topic is uh, we're going to talk about a trip that we took to France. So really the question is, where do you want to go in the world? And do you have any fears about going to that destination? Um, and you want to overcome them to go to that place. So we'll start with our talk about going to France. So uh, I'm very fortunate. Again, in my job, I am a viticulturist. So I go to different parts of the world when I get invited to go speak at a conference or something uh, in different areas of the world that grow grapes. Uh, And this time we went to southern France, where I have some colleagues that work at Montpellier University. And it is a very famous university for uh, viticulture and enology. And it was just for me, from a business perspective, academic perspective, it was a thrill of a lifetime. Uh, But we're going to talk a little bit more about kind of like the experience of going to France. So, Kelly, why don't you tell us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like... Uh, I think I made the comment w- when we were on the plane that it almost took a crowbar to get you to go on the trip to France. So what were your kind of like concerns about taking a trip there? Sure. I Well, I definitely had a lot of fears about going to France. We have, so Terry is a viticulturist. I am a tourist. So I get the opportunity, I have an opportunity to also um, travel as a tourist. And um, this time we were going to France and we've been to other countries and I did not have the fears that I did for going to France. Um, There was, there were a lot for France. You know, when we went to, we had the opportunity to go to Italy and we've had the opportunity to go to a few other countries and I never worried about going, um, at all. But whenever anyone talked about France, they, they would say things like, oh, be careful. People will be rude to you because you don't speak the language. People will be mean to you. Um, they, they will ignore you, um, you know, just a multitude of things about France. And I found none of them to be true. And I was so um, pleasantly surprised and just fell in love with France. And it, none of the things that I had thought were going to be an issue were. And um, I can't wait to go back for longer next time. Um, just because the people, the culture, the food, the architecture, the everything, the love of life, all of these things that the French people bring, um, it was just amazing. And it was such an amazing experience to um, be able to immerse myself in that culture. So, so all the things that I was so worried about, none of it was, none of it happened. So when we were planning this trip, 
I was okay. So I'm like, okay, we're going to France once in a lifetime trip. And where are we going to go? And everybody says, you know, go to Paris, you know, see the Eiffel Tower, do the do the things that tourists do. And again, we had some very fortunate uh, friends, colleagues of mine who gave us alternate um, ideas about visiting France. And, you know, the more I talked to them, I was really getting the impression of it would be like us talking to somebody. So we're from Buffalo area and we'd be talking to somebody about going to New York City. And it's like New York City's big and it's got tourists. It's beautiful. Uh, it, it's beautiful. There's great things to see there, but it's it's a very large metropolitan area versus uh, traveling and, and coming to Buffalo and seeing um, some of the, you know, city of good neighbors and more hometown atmosphere and where, you know, our friends from Europe, when they come over here, they're like, well, <laughs> my friend's son was coming over and his, his he's in middle school and the other kids in Europe were teasing him. What, you're going to go to America? You're going to get shot. So there's just this, uh, you know, everybody has their stereotypes. Um, and like, you know, so we talk very differently about Buffalo than if we were talking about New York City and the same thing in France. So our friends were talking to us about Paris was like the, their New York City. Um, Lyon might have been more like Buffalo and Montpellier was more like a college town, like, say, Ithaca uh, around Cornell. So they were giving us alternate uh, ideas, um, tourist ideas to do while we were there. And I'm glad we listened to them because I think we really got um, a good sense of the flavor of the culture of France and how nice the people were. And I actually found them very similar to Americans. You know, most people are very nice. If you greet them and you're kind and nice to them, they're kind and nice right back to you. Um, and then we, I didn't experience any of, you know, the, the rudeness, the stereotype the, yeah, the of stereotypes you can't, that were... if you can't speak French, they're, they're going to be very rude to you. I, I had the opposite experience, actually. <laughs> I definitely did, too. Um, you you could try the language, and then they quickly switched to English because we're, I, I was botching it so badly, and I think that they felt so bad for me that I didn't speak French. And I felt really bad when I got there that I also didn't speak French um, enough to get by. And But the people were just, they were wonderful. And they were, they were fun, and they wanted to know where you were from, and they wanted to know all about you. And they were welcoming. It wasn't as if we were um, like they didn't want us in their area. They were they were very welcoming and and wanted us to love um, their country as much as as they did. So that was a, I, I was really um, just taken aback and very surprised and, and, and really um, just like very happy about that when I went there. I think there's really two things that helped us. First of all, we were in a college town, which is so it was the it was a young population. It was an international population. So, I mean, you they would you'd go into a coffee shop and they greet you with bonjour. But as soon as you said bonjour, hello, they immediately switched over to English and started speaking to you. The second thing I think we had going for us was Google Translate. Holy smokes. That was I, a I game think I had changer. my phone out most of the time. That was a game changer. Um, you know, if we really had a language barrier with somebody we were trying to talk to, I'd pull out Google Translate and 
Um, like I would speak into it, they would speak into it and it would translate for us. And that really helped. And, and the other feature, which I thought was really nice is so like when we took the train, if there was a sign that was in French, you could hold your phone up to it with Google translate and it would automatically, uh, translate it to English. And that, that, so one of my huge fears traveling abroad is if, if I'm, you know, I can't speak the language. I can't read the signs that I'm going to take a train in completely the wrong direction and end up somewhere I don't want to be. <laughs> uh, so just the the ability to to get around and know that even if things were a little challenging, that I had the technology on me that we could figure it out and talk to people and get to where we needed to go. And when we went, I mean, when we were there, my big, one big, other big fear other than the language was that I have um, celiac and I have a lot of food intolerances. And I was so worried that I was going to eat something um, that would make me sick. And Google Translate was really great because um, I could hold up the, my phone to the menu and it would translate everything on the menu. And then anything that I didn't know, I could type into Google Trans, Translate and show it to um, the server. And they were very kind and they, 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 um, I did not get sick and they made sure that everything was safe. And that, that is huge. If you're a person that has any sort of food intolerance and you know how bad it is, if you um, accidentally ingest something that, that you, you, um, have an intolerance to, because that will make you sick for days. And I didn't have any of that problem. Um, so that was like a huge relief taken off my shoulders. And then the, then, then the other thing, um, that, that I just truly loved about it is that the French people enjoy life and they, um, they, it, it really appears as if they appreciate every single day. And the things that you, that I saw were that people were walking and they were laughing and they were looking at gardens and they were socializing and, um, you know, breakfast started with a coffee. Um, and then, then you had lunch and lunch went from like 11 to two and, and, and people, um, restaurants opened in alleyways and, and all of a sudden this blank alleyway space became a restaurant and a place for socialization. And then in this town where we were, they had happy hour and it started at between four and four thirty, and it went to seven and then people had dinner and it was, there was no rushing and there was no, um, there, there was no like, I don't know. People just didn't seem that stressed. They seemed like they just enjoyed their life. They went to work and they worked, but then they took their, their time to themselves. They took it very seriously. And I thought that was just, um, something like a lesson to take home and, and learn, like just learn how to appreciate every single day. The other thing I appreciated about France was that I have what is called a resting bitch face and I fit in. I felt like I fit. Um, for the first time, nobody asked me what was wrong because nothing is ever wrong. I'm just thinking, and I might appear like I'm not happy. And, and people always ask me, are you happy? You'd be like, you'd look so much better if you just smiled. And it's, I am not sad. I am not unhappy. I just have the unfortunate, um, you know, I, I like whatever. I'm just unfortunate enough to have a resting bitch face. And in France, nobody asked me what was wrong. And, um, it was wonderful. So I spent, you know, the time there and not worried that people thought I was unhappy because I really was not. You're far too hard on yourself. <laughs> I don't think you have a resting bitch face. 
In France, you didn't have a resting bitch face because I think you were having a good time. I was having a great time. The markets, the everything. I was just, everything was just wonderful. I even went to the mall just to see what kind of, like, was there a difference in clothes? And, And it was just, it was very exciting to have this opportunity. We We went to the Mediterranean. I mean, things that were always on my list of things to do. It was easy to um, navigate when you were in France where we were because the train system was incredible and nothing was too far and, and it was nothing. Nobody said, no, you can't do that. They said, sure, it's not that hard. This is what you have to do. And we just did it. And it was it was incredible. Yeah, I think so playing off of your socialization comment, I, I think it's for me, it's very important because I don't do this on a normal basis is to actually slow down and like enjoy, enjoy the local culture, I guess. The, <laughs> really? You don't slow down? <laughs> I, I, you know, I think especially when I travel again, fears about traveling is, you know, the stress of um, trying to get where you need to go on a schedule, not wanting to miss the schedule or having to deal with if your plane is delayed or you're stuck on the tarmac for an hour, which happened to us on this trip. You know, if you're going to miss your flight, if you you know, I I get all stressed out over trying to, you know, make sure everything is running like clockwork. Um, And then, you know, of course, when I'm there, I'm working for part of the time. So you're on, you know, and so that's a little... and I always, and we did this, we try to do this everywhere we go, is to find a day or two just to sit and relax and enjoy the culture. So we travel, <laughs> we travel with backpacks um, and we don't check luggage. And for good reason that, and, and this has happened to us before, where you're going through a major airport like Paris and your flight is delayed or they have a scheduled strike that you didn't know about. But then you could jump on an earlier flight and you can do that if you don't check a bag. It makes it much easier to be able to transfer flights and it just makes us very mobile. So we travel with backpacks. The negative side about traveling with a backpack is that you can only fit so many clothes in a backpack <laughs> and you can only last so many days. Um, so we had. And put- you have to be creative with your outfits. <laughs> So we, one day that we were in France, we had to do laundry. So we had to find a local laundry mat and do our laundry. And that actually turned out to be probably one of my favorite days on the trip because. Because <laughs> we were sitting in a laundromat. <laughs> because, excuse me, because we weren't like in a rush. It was like, okay, let's enjoy the culture. Let's find out what the regular people do, Yep, you know. The, the guy who has to get up and open up the laundromat and open up the coffee shop. And so we went to the laundromat, threw our laundry in, and um, I decided that I needed a coffee and a baguette. And I went around the corner to the local bakery shop. And so, again, the, the story about language, I go into this bakery and the person working behind the counter does not speak a lick of English and I do not speak a lick of French. And... Excuse me, I'm getting excited talking about this. I go to order order a baguette and a cup of coffee, and it turned out to be one of the funniest experiences. Like, I completely butchered the French language. They laughed at me, and then they, like, tried to ask me for sugar, if I wanted sugar in my coffee. They completely butchered the English language. I laughed. 
We all ended up laughing, but we got the job done. I mean, I got the probably got the best. Oh man, and it was so delicious. <laughs> and you know, Kelly took a picture of me sitting outside the laundromat with a baguette and a cup of coffee, and I'm like, "This is the best." Um, just you know, and you're watching people open up the market, and you're watching the guy you know across the alleyway open up his shop, and. Uh, the locals are walking by and they're talking in French and I don't understand a word that they're saying, but I'm getting the gist of, you know, they're talking about the same stuff that we talk about here in America. You know, we talk maybe about football. Well, they're talking about soccer. Yeah. Or football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, every, huh, the more we go around the world and you get in with the working class people, you just find out that we're all the same. We really are. We talk about the same stuff. We complain about the same stuff. Uh, and, you know, it's just really nice to, you know, know that people are the same all the way around. And it's there's nothing to be afraid of. Just, uh, you know, kind of get over yourself and, and have fun. It was a trip of a lifetime. That is for sure. Okay. Right. So where do you want to go? Do you have any fears about going and, you know... What would you do about getting over those fears and uh, and getting out there and adventure in your life? Thanks for listening. <laughs>